What's up guys, I'm Cisco. And I'm Steve. And we are the Black Series Rebels, and this is episode 62. Cisco! Welcome back into the cockpit of the closet, my friend. What's up, brother? What's good to be happening? Back. It's good to have you sitting next to me. <laughs> it's always good to join you. Now, I know last week we made a big deal about how Black Series Rebels is back, and now you're being like, whoa, what's going on? Cisco's in front of the camera. Where's Alex? Is he behind the camera? No, Alex is not behind the camera. Alex is doing the Lord's work. He is down in Prescott, Arizona, where he is teaching the fine youth of America the uh, ancient uh, technique in improvisational comedy. He's teaching them how to laugh at themselves while also entertaining and making an audience laugh. Alex, we commend you for your incredible work with the community. Uh, we hope you make it back safe and sound from Arizona. Yep. But until then, we're kicking it up and having a party here with Black Series Rebels, episode 62, with Francisco! My boy. What's up, buddy? What up, buddy? Once again, thanks for being here. It's good to have thank you. Thank you, thank you. It is a pleasure. Um, well, last week, oh no, hey, wait a second. If you're new to the channel, we're the Black Series Rebels, if you haven't already caught on. We are a weekly YouTube Star Wars talk show where we break down the week's news in Star Wars, if there is any. Uh, we maybe in interview a guest, maybe... Uh, review a toy or some sort of awesome Star Wars product. Maybe we spotlight an awesome person in the Star Wars fan community. Spoiler Overall, alert. we just like to have fun talking Star Wars every week. So if you want to hang out with us every week, why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And while you're at it, hit like for this video. Now, for those of you that were with us last week, we announced we were doing the hashtag BSR is back giveaway. Well, guess what? We're doing the giveaway again for this week. So don't worry, if you entered last week, all you gotta do is you can enter again this week to increase your odds of being picked to win the San Diego Comic-Con 2018 exclusive Ray and Kylo what? Ren Black Series six inch um, box set. There's like a mister effect and light effect and a whole deal. The good folks at Hasbro and Litsky PR and of course, Mr. Stevie himself were kind enough to uh, give us some uh, little exclusive goodies when we were down at San Diego Comic-Con doing our live event there. Uh, anyways, if you want a chance to win the giveaway, all you gotta do is hit that subscribe button, hit like on this video, and leave the hashtag BSR is back. Once again, if you want to be eligible to win the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Ray and Kylo Ren 2-pack deluxe black series misting effect lighting effect box set, all you got to do is subscribe to the channel, like this video, and leave the hashtag BSR is back. Now, with that said, I think that's it for the intro. What so comes next, Cisco? Hey, Steve. Yeah, Cisco? What's going on this week in Star, Star Wars News? Hey, Steve. Yeah, Cisco? What's going on this week in Star Wars News? Oh, buddy. Well, last week, you might recall, I re sort of reported a sad story, but not really a sad story, and I kind of got a lecture about it from our other lovely co-host and he was absolutely right uh anyhow last week i reported john williams caught a cold and was forced to cancel a concert in london well guess what guys we got good news this week johnny boy williams well he is on the mend 
Beautiful. Yes, Maestro is feeling a little bit better. He's still recovering, but he hopes to be back at work very soon, and he is returning to Los Angeles any day now. So by the time this thing gets published, John Williams has already written like seven scores. So, John, welcome back. We're glad that you beat the cold. Thank you very much. Uh, send us a little note. Let us know how you beat it. I got sick while I was in London too, man. I get it. Hanging on those rails in the in the tube. It's all the fog. People aren't washing their hands. I'm yeah. getting the little germs and everything on the tube <laughs> rails. It was it was not fun. I went through like four bottles of Purell while I was there. Uh, anyways, yeah, Cisco, John, John's feeling better. You, Great. you happy? Obviously, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's a non, another non-news week here at Black Series Rebels and in the, the yep. Star Wars universe. But I won't reprimand you. That's okay. It's all good. That's Thank okay. you for reporting the accuracy of yes. Him. Recovering. Well, you know me. I'm all about the accurate reporting of Star Wars news. <laughs> As we are both. Just don't ask Star Wars news that. I'm kidding, hooey. Uh, <laughs> anyways, no, moving on. Um, uh, there was a report on Twitter uh, by an online journalist who right now, even before we started this, we purposely looked up his name and, well, I've forgotten it. Mark and Weber. Is it Mark Weber or Eric so. Weber? Eric Weber. I think it's Eric Weber. Either way, I'll put it in the show notes. Eric Weber, if you watch yes, the show. Yes, it is Eric Weber. I know you do. E it's Eric Weber. E-Web, great. E-Web, online critic, I think, or a movie blogger. Uh, forgive me. We tried looking it up. It, it, you just said Critics' Choice. It didn't tell me, like, what you did or anything, and I should know this, and, I, and I'm... Eric, I'm sorry. Anyways, <laughs> Eric was at a Black Panther event that was celebrating uh, Ryan Coogler and Lucasfilm's president and CEO, Kathleen Kennedy. The queen herself. Uh, the queen herself uh, happened to be there. I believe she was like hosting it or uh, introducing Ryan. Anyways, Eric got uh, some questions, rattled off some questions real quick to Kathleen. And well, Kathleen gave him a little hot scoop. Turns out the Boba Fett movie uh, that never was announced, uh, is officially on hold, um, 100%, 100 not, not happening <laughs> right now, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, how do you feel about that, Cisco? Fine with it. I'm good with it. I never really expected it to happen. After the Trank thing, I was like, I'm cool with never seeing a Boba Fett movie. I love, I like Boba Fett. You guys know. I love the Bounty Hunters. All of them. So... I am cool with seeing a Boba Fett movie, but if it doesn't happen, I'm fine with that too. It's not a big deal. Um, I personally would be much more excited about just like a Bounty Hunters series TV show. That would be more along the lines of what I would be more excited about. Well, it's funny that you should say that because, oh, you know, we've, we, we, we work in, and live in the tinsel town that is Hollywood where they make motion pictures. We do. And a lot of people like to talk in this town, whether it's getting coffee or drinks or, you know, green juices as we are so often do here. Pressed. Pressed cold pressed, juices. Yes. Here in the Southern California area. And cold Anyhow, pressed coffee. Uh, I Something may have been getting a green juice one day. Maybe could have been the weekend solo was coming out. I don't know. Happened to run into someone. They may or may not have some birdies over at uh, the old Lucasfilm over there. Let's speculate responsibly. Anyways, I was told at that particular time that there was a... Uh, um, the director, James Mangold, who did Logan. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was told that Mangold had been working on the script for the Boba Fett movie uh, since the day he wrapped Logan. Now, if you recall before that, in 2015 at Celebration, um, we were supposed to supposedly supposed to get an announcement of the Boba Fett movie being directed by um, Chronicle director and Fantastic Four uh, director Josh Trank. Uh, 
he ended up being sick or sprained his ankle golfing or something the weekend before, couldn't make the celebration, we didn't get the announcement, and then sort of Trank was no longer a part of it, and then we didn't really hear anything until recently. Anyways, um, Logan director James Mangold had been working on the script. A uh, little while after that, suppose I was told that Mr. Favreau came in, uh, they took meetings and they wanted to know what he was interested in and he wanted to do a Boba Fett TV show and they were kind of like, John, we love you, we want to work with you. However, we're kind of already developing and doing a Boba Fett thing with James Mangold and uh, John went away and then called him back and was like, well, what if I do a TV show that's like Boba Fett but not Boba Fett? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, man, whatever you want to do. Don't quote me. This is, again... Take this with a grain of salt. This is all people just chatting around in the town of Tinseltown. Overheard over someone talking over lattes. Yeah, you know, yeah. or green, cold-pressed green juice. Uh, anyways, take that as you will. Now, fast forward, we're getting a Boba Fett but not Boba Fett TV series. And we're not getting a Boba Fett James Mangold written uh, movie yet. Now, funny thing that you should say, you would be down for a bounty hunter underworld sort of TV show. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're getting that. I think we're getting something like that um, with The Mandalorian. I don't know that it's going to have anything to do with Boba Fett. Yeah. I don't know that we necessarily need that. Nah. Um, give me, you know, disenfranchised um, Imperial Troopers and Rebel Troopers and, you know, uh, I've, been, I've been yelling about it on this show since we started. Give me Deadwood... Yeah. Star Wars Underworld. Sure. Give me that show. I'm not saying it has to be R-rated. Give me that show. Give me, it won't be, but... Give me that Western. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that something in that vein is much more appealing. Like, serialized storytelling is much more appealing to me. It's like, the reason why people love the cartoons is why people love the comic books is because you just get more time with everybody and everything and... You can do more interesting things. So, I don't know. I, I'm super stoked about Mandalorian. I mean, I, I'm a Favreau fan. So, I mean, we all talk about how we love Chef behind the scenes around here. And Will you know. we get a cooking character, cooking scene <laughs> somewhere in the Mandalorian? Sure. Roy Choi will make a guest appearance, hopefully, or something. He has to pay his taxes. So. Oh, Roy Choi. Roy Choi, you better pay those taxes, my friend. Um, I, yeah, dude, like, I'm so, so beyond excited for Mandalorian. I just want to see what all of these different directors bring to the table, what Favreau's bringing to the table. Um, and if we get a bounty hunter something down the road, cool, man, that'd be awesome. I, you know, I like all of those characters visually. They haven't ever done anything story-wise that I'm like, holy crap, they're awesome. Like, I got to hear these stories, like. Whatever, no, but... Do you think that this TV route with sort of these characters is a better route for these sort of... What I think they were originally trying to go for with their standalone pictures, a la Rogue One or, or Solo and, and supposedly Boba Fett. And then forever we heard about the, the Obi-Wan and Ewan and, and all of that. Do you think that maybe part of the new direction that they're trying to go... Um, do you think that maybe some of those projects, depending on how The Mandalorian does, might come back? Because we also heard about the Mos Eisley uh, film that supposedly was, like, ready to go. Yeah. Um, what do you I think? I don't know. You know, the, the stories 
the, the Star Wars stories are so different, right? Like Rogue One is a standalone movie. Like there's no expanding on that story. That is what it is and is great. But it definitely also opened up the the world a little bit. It opens up the world a little bit to like, so you get to see stuff that's not Jedi related necessarily. And, you know, all these little pockets that are existing, coexisting with like the rebels and everything. So yes, obviously, yes. But that story was self-contained and great. Solo is a like a solo shot one shot movie but you could tell that they were trying to lay tracks for something down the line what we if we'll get it or not who knows we'll see um the obi-wan movie is again sounds like a one in a one story thing like it doesn't need to be anything more than that you know i was watching or actually i was listening to our good friend ken knapsack today uh on the most recent uh collider jedi council Mm -hmm. and um Christian Harloff was on there, and they, they sort of started talking about the same kind of topic. Um, and, you know, I had been sort of thinking this same thing, but Harloff sort of brought it, brought it to the forefront on the show where he was talking about how, um, like, he would actually get... You were talking about more long-form storytelling, kind of, you know, let it go out. I don't know what I'm saying, but long-form storytelling. Um, and that he was saying that he would be down for Obi-Wan told in that format versus on the big screen. And I, I, I got to agree with him. I think that that would be, I don't know. I, I think it lends itself to be really interesting and, and really develop and really open up more of sort of that connective tissue between the prequels and where we meet up with farm boy, Luke and, sure. and Obi better than maybe in a two hour movie. Yeah. I think that, it all just depends on what the stories are, right? Like, is there interesting stuff that's taking place in between that time where he's watching over Luke as he's growing? So, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, you know, how old was Luke in Star Wars? Do we know? Oh, guys, is there, like, an age? So, guys, we are not the authority on Star Wars, which means we also don't necessarily I don't know. know everything. He's not a teenager. Uh, he's probably, like, in his late teens. I would imagine 19, he's got to be, like, between the ages of, like, 17 and 20. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. So, that's a long time that Obi-Wan was on tattooing with them and sort of, like, guardian angeling Luke while he's living with his aunt and uncle. So, um... I'm sure that there are stories there, but like I don't know how interesting they are. You know, do you I mean? watch Gotham? Know. No. Okay. I, I was just curious. I've only seen like two episodes, but I know that sort of Bruce Wayne is this little peripheral character, and and you've got um, Gordon yeah. as your main. And I'm curious if it would be a similar sort of, obviously not as CW or or Fox yeah. TV, but in terms of production value. But I hey, was curious I... if there was some. Again, if they have interesting stories to tell, bring it, dude. I don't care. More. Just give me more cool shit that's good, and I'll be happy. But, uh, like, I don't need to see. I, I don't have any interest in a Boba Fett movie, really. Like, Did you ever? Not really. Like, I think when they were throwing out the ideas, I was like, oh, we're going to get all these standalone movies. Okay, so let's say I went, listen, man, you get your choice. You get a Han Solo standalone movie or you get a Boba Fett standalone movie. Which one are you automatically going to go for? Obi-Wan. Did I, I, Boba Fett or Han? I know. I don't want either one of those as standalone movies. So when you first heard that those were announced, you were kind of just like, well, I love Star Wars, so like, cool, but like, I don't really need them. 
Yeah, no, I mean, well, because at the time when they were throwing out ideas for the the solo movies, it was like Boba Fett standalone movie, Obi Wan standalone movie, Yoda. See, um, I don't need Boba a Yoda. Fett. I would be more interested in Yoda and Obi Wan than any of those other ones. I don't. I don't. I don't. Dude, no. young Odi, young, young well, no, Yoda. No, huh? mm-hmm. cool? no, I don't want to no. watch green CGI. I don't want to see green CGI, CGI running either. around, and that's what I. I mm. Maybe Yoda works better as like a comic book or something. Maybe or an animated series. Maybe. Yeah. Um, although, give me that Planet of the Apes technology. Yeah, sure. Give me Andy Serkis. Hey, man, look. If give if, me Yoda. If we can get Planet of the Apes, if we can get, uh, you know, like who's a cool. Dobby in uh See, but I didn't think Dobby. I, I, I quite frankly don't think Dobby relatively looks I love Harry very Potter. good. Okay, what about what about um uh Homie in uh Fantastic Beasts? What uh the the guy that plays uh Hellboy? Perlman. Ron Perlman? Yeah. Is he, Ron Perlman in Fantastic Beasts? Yeah, he plays the little like another dwarf guy that really? betrays them kinda. He looks cool, dude. He looks awesome. Maybe, maybe, but I could get behind Circus and Frank Oz teaming up yeah. to bring a mocap um, version of Yoda to life. Gollum, dude. Come on, Gollum. Yeah, I mean, they, they did saying. it. They I did mean, it good. Yeah, but again, it, my know, eye, my eye still has the uh, Uncanny Valley thing going on, yeah. where my mind's going. I know that's not a puppet, and I know that that's a, a digital effect, and so. Well, the apes and Planet of the Apes, though. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, give me Circus good. and give me Frank Oz teamed up together. And, yeah. you know, and, and look. Look, I'm not saying we need a Yoda movie. Look, I love Rio Durant. And saying. that character's full CGI. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. does not take me out of that movie. Sure. So, um, you know, maybe I would, I'm At wrong. this point, to be honest with you, I don't want to see any of those movies. I would rather see an Emphasis Nest continuation of that story at this point. Oh. I, I loved yes. her character so much in, in Solo. And I think there's so much potential there with, like... Well, and there's so much that, in my opinion, clearly was uh, maybe not used from Lord and Miller in regards to her. Yeah. Because, you know, rumor has it, all the exterior stuff and the stuff in the sand and the beach and all of that was done uh, with Lord and Miller because they couldn't afford to go back out on location. Yeah. And almost all of Emphasis scenes are in that locale, which makes yeah. me think that was purely a Lord and Miller... She's just uh, like, part. I don't know, man. She's got a lot of potential in my opinion. So that'd be a cool story for me too. But, you know, at this point, I'm not bummed that Boba Fett's not happening. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with them taking their time and kind of finding the right project, the right time, the right format. That's a big key. Because if you can just kind of take a step back, do stuff like The Mandalorian on a streaming service and it's not so high profile and not so big of a lens that people are just going to like S on it right away. Mm -hmm. You get just a little bit, a little bit more leeway with it. I think for it to be like, not the perfect thing. I think so. And I think that it's going to come at a time, um, where we're going to get, I think we're finally going to get a break cinematically from star Wars. Yeah. I think We're, that... We have a long break. I, but we do. God, I, I feel w- like it's been look, forever. Look. I want to start with And it's so funny. And I, and, I, and I skipped over this part. The When this news was announced by Eric Weber, um, the patron saint of everything Star Wars news, uh, Entertainment Weekly's own Anthony Bresnikin. He's been our show on our show before. If you're new to the show and you haven't seen the Brez, Anthony Bresnikin's interview, go back 
and watch it. He's got a great story about hiking with Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. It's so um, good. <laughs> in fact, now I'm going to go home and rewatch the episode myself. <laughs> uh, anyways, Bresnikin put out an article, which when I first saw it, kind of made my heart hurt. Because I went, oh, now's the time we would be getting like Entertainment Weekly like coverage by the Bresnikin about the new Star Wars movie coming yeah. at Christmas. And we're not getting that. And we're not going to get and it. And now for I'm a year. getting this like one page article from him that's talking about Kathleen Kennedy confirming Boba Fett. And then he also goes on to talk about sources revealing to Entertainment Weekly that the Boba Fett movie that James Mangold was working on uh, was to also involve the. Uh, lineup of bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, so you got Bosk, IG-88, uh, Zuckus, Dengar. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting some others. Forgive me. Um, so it makes me wonder what that was going to be. Was that going to be a lead-up that ends with them arriving on the bridge? Yeah. Being called by Lord Vader to find Solo or, you know. Or maybe it's just, the, I don't know, who knows. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, Not to throw a curveball your way, but I thought I saw something today about Weiss and Benioff starting on their Star Wars stuff, right? Uh, I haven't seen anything confirmed yet, but yeah, I think we're getting to the time now. Where, I just saw the thumbnail, so yeah. I, I didn't read anything. I don't. I know. haven't. Excuse me, I'm yawning. <laughs> um, I I haven't seen anything. Um, because they're wrapping up. But they are wrapping, wrapping up, up Game, of Game of Thrones. I'm sure they're gonna go take. Uh, a nice little vacation. That's not what this said. And well, that's not what this little thumbnail said. Yeah, the, the like that, they're just j diving right in. The thing that I read said they're gonna wrap on Game of Thrones and jump straight into writing their Star Wars stuff, whatever that right. series is. Well, gonna be. I know Ryan started filming uh, his uh, like horror movie thing. Yeah, man, what a cast that thing's got yeah. going yeah, for yeah. itself. I just read the other day that like Jamie Lee Curtis signed up for it. Daniel Cray. I mean, it's it's it sounds like really amazing. That sounds but, like it's gonna be pretty cool. Um, that's back to the to the lull of Star Wars cinematically, where I'm going. After Episode Nine comes out, um, maybe we'll get a second. That's the thing is like, how much is resting on the Mandalorian shoulders yeah, to know. do well? Because if that does well, green light second season, we're gonna get that second season of Mandalorian. Maybe another cartoon. Um, yeah. But it's gonna be a while before we get Ryan Johnson's trilogy, or we even get anything from, you know, Benioff and Weiss. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think you know, celebrations coming up. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. Um, I think that it's like five days this year, which makes me go, they better have some stuff to announce, <laughs> right? <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. what, I mean, otherwise, Jay Washington's going to have to be taking us to a lot of places to fill a lot of time There's gonna be a lot in of, Chicago. Uh, photo opportunities with <laughs> you know, cast members. You know what I mean? Know. Like, what, what's going on? But, hey, what a perfect opportunity to announce maybe some sort of Obi-Wan thing. Yeah. Well, I look, I mean, I think there's a lot of question marks around the streaming service. We don't know what that's going to be or how it's going to play into it their strategies going forward but if they are wise i think they hbo it and they just kind of like have a lot of sort of different things kind of happening around the same time and they can kind of jump from one to the other and you don't have to spend a crap ton of money right up front you can kind of build to that um like game of thrones is obviously those are lofty expectations because that started off high i mean they had high production value from Jump Street, so, and it just kept getting better, but. Well, 
I know we've been going on and on about maybe some original new Star Wars content. We're going to keep going just a little bit longer here because um, there's not much else in the news today. Uh -huh. um, I, I, we just celebrated Halloween. Yes. You know, by the time this thing airs, we'll have been like a week or so out from Halloween. Um, have you ever gone trick-or-treating or dressed up as a Star Wars character for Halloween? I don't think so. I, I was trying to think back when I was a kid if I did it. And I don't remember. My mom would make us costumes. Yeah. And the one that I will always remember is a Batman and Robin one. My brother and I went in as Batman and Robin. That she made she made us these Batman. Who's Robin. Batman? Who's Robin? I was Batman. He was of Robin because he's Batman. I was older. I'm of the older you were Batman. Um, Which well, Batman were you? Were you 89 like Michael Keaton Batman? No, dude. Or were you? 89 are we, was. <laughs> are we talking? I'm old. Relax. All I'm right. old. All right. I was All right. Adam West. So Batman. we were Adam West. So we were <laughs> yeah. like. We were sort of almost turquoisey blue. It was and a little gray. bit darker. It was like a grayish, grayish and blue. My favorite Batman design is the Batman of the superpowers. Yeah. Sort of. It was more like that. Those were those were my favorite colors of Batman. Is that blue and that it gray? It was like PJs, bro. Like it was I got like you with the little tiny, you know. Uh, I had Velcro, cape, Velcro, Velcro cape, um, short sleeves. I think they might have been long sleeves, okay. actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, Probably made by Underoos. My mom made it. I think she oh, just really? bought like the. I think she bought the, the the onesie like the PJ onesie, and then made a little thing of felt with the Batman insignia here for my chest, and then did the Velcro herself and did a cape and did it herself. My mom, my mom was like a big sewer, and oh, you yeah. know she's good about the good hitting about up Joanne's fabrics and. I, yeah, I don't think there was a Joann's back then, but yeah, sure. Uh, it was like Best or something. I don't know. But, um, um, best. But yeah. yeah, dude. I totally remember Best. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So my brother and I, my, I'm older. I'm three years older than my brother. So um, we were Batman and Robin, and that was our costume all year round. Christmas, I was Batman. And he was Robin until we outgrew him. Like, and then I think he was Batman for a while while well, he could fit into it. So, That's but hilarious. no, to answer your question, I don't think I've ever gone as a Star Wars character. Because I was last night, I was passing out. Because uh, this is Thursday. This is, we're taping this the Thursday after Halloween. Not to interrupt you. The only reason why is because I don't really dress up for Halloween. I'm not, oh, okay. I, I, Even when you were like. When I was younger and I would go out and trick-or-treating, for like sure. But not like in your early 20s, you weren't like going to parties and nah, doing it really. up? really. I, I think there was a time in my like mid, mid to late 20s where groups of friends would have parties, but I was always the most half-ass costume I could get. I okay. had a friend that worked at Disneyland for many years mm -hmm. on the Indiana Jones ride. So he had a hat and the Indiana Jones shirt. And that was my costume for probably like four years in a row when I would borrow it from Okay. Him. <laughs> so okay. I'd go as Indiana Jones. Okay. My grandfather had a bullwhip that I would okay. carry with me. Cisco's um, not a big cosplayer. Nah, not big. All not right. a big costume guy. All right. Well, um, but I'm getting into it now because I'm sort of forced to with the wife and kids. My, my, wife's, my wife likes dressing up for Halloween and um, with the kid, you know, she wants to dress up. So when, when my wife was pregnant... At Halloween, she dressed up as Juno, and I was Michael Sarah's character, which was pretty fun. <laughs> she wasn't super big like Juno, but she was big enough. Uh -huh. um, and then last year, what did we do for Halloween last year? I don't think she, I don't think I dressed up last year, and I and I didn't this year either. Okay. But uh, sorry, go. No, no, not at all. Um, well, it's just it's funny. I was passing out candy last night. Um, and I, in the last couple of years in the, re in the resurgence of Star Wars, because it is actually, today is the, I think, six-year anniversary of the $4 billion sale oh, okay. of Star Wars to, to Disney. 
uh, congratulations. They've yeah. made their money George Lucas, back hey, quite, quite, quite a bit. You're good. Um, but it got me thinking because in the last couple of years, I saw a resurgence in Star Wars costumes. Yeah. Now, when I was a kid, uh, I was a kid trick-or-treating went out during the time when it was the dark ages for Star Wars. So uh -huh. uh, you couldn't just go buy a packaged Star Wars costume like you can today. Right. Um, and at that time, let's all be real. Everything was all about TMNT and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No doubt. And my mom made me the dopest. Raphael's my favorite turtle. He's a grumpy man like myself. Uh, and my he's got mom. He's the dopest size. Oh, too. right. Fit between your right. Fingers. Yeah. yeah. He's not annoying. You know, he, he handles himself. Goes and sees Critters too. You know, he's a cinephile. Um, that's probably the dopest handmade costume my mom made me, and I wore that thing quite often. Anyways, it got me thinking about. Uh, wow, you know, I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life. I used to steal my brother's trench coat, and I used to pretend I was Han Solo on Endor in the house all the time. Uh -huh. And my dad had an office in the downstairs of our bed of our house, and had a very high L-shaped desk that was attached to the wall. And I used to sit up on it in this stool, and that used to the phone and everything were the controls to the Millennium Falcon. And yeah. I had this like makeshift rubber band gun with this plastic like <laughs> toilet paper roll thing jammed onto it to be like Han's blaster. That's awesome. And like I used to just spend hours on a Saturday or Sunday in this office by myself just imagining out and so that was that was the closest I've ever gotten to actually having a Star Wars costume but other than that I've never worn a costume um, and then I looked online and it was like Steel man our boy Steel Wars yeah uh, congratulations Steel Steel's congratulations. a brand new father uh, Steel went as like a six he's like 6'3 Homie went at, painted his face green and went as the ugliest damn Yoda I've ever seen. But kudos to you, bro. I love you. And his son um, was Bespin Luke, Bespin Luke, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and then it got me thinking again. Alex has a friend that like two years ago, his son's this kid's uh, son is like a huge Star Wars fan, mm -hmm. and he wanted to go as John Williams for Halloween. Okay, so I'm That's... gonna have to get Alex to get us the photo of this kid to pop up. But man. I mean, full-blown, the black, the conductor, the whole deal. Um, we're going to have to show That's that. That's pretty awesome. But you never dressed up. I did not. As yeah, a right. Star Wars Halloween character. Mm -hmm. um, but someone else in your family did this year. Don't tell us. Yes. Uh, so my daughter is two and a half years old. And my wife got her a costume, a Yoda costume. And she's not, first of all, uh, my daughter is not into Star Wars yet. Um, I have purposely waited to show her any of the movies, but she does know about Star Wars. She loved her favorite character is Chewbacca. Every time she sees Chewbacca, we have a pillow that is the um, New Hope poster, mm -hmm. so she knows who the characters are because I quiz her, like a father should. Mm -hmm. And so she, Chewbacca for sure is her favorite. She just knows Chewbacca, Baca, Baca, Baca. Um, so we got her this Yoda costume, and every day we'd be like, baby. Are you going to be uh, Yoda for Halloween? No, I want to be a monster. No, I want to be a pumpkin. No, I want to be a ghost. All right. So the night before Halloween, she's going to be in a parade at school in her daycare. And we're like, baby, what are you going to Are you going to wear this costume? She's like, no, I want to be a monster. And I'm like, okay, well, Yoda's kind of a monster. He's she's a creature. Like, she's like, okay. So my wife was volunteering uh, with the parade to help out. And so I said, you know... I was, we were keeping our fingers crossed that she would wear it. She's never been one to wear stuff on her head for very long. She kind of rips it off as soon as she can. Um, and we just kind of never know with her. She's very willful and kind of like independent mm -hmm. spirit. 
So my wife sends me these pictures from the parade and she's loving her Yoda costume. She's wearing the thing over her head. It exposes her face, the ears, and she's, she wore it the entire time and was loving running around telling everybody, I'm Yoda, I'm Yoda, I'm Yoda. And she had a little bootleg uh, lightsaber that we got her and she's <laughs> that she chose and she's been playing with it. So she was Yoda this year and she loved it. So that warmed my little Star Wars heart. All right. Yeah. All right, well, you know, um, this is a perfect segue, mm -hmm. but I'm going to interrupt this segue real quick and okay. be like, one little piece of news was is uh, Mr. Stevie did it again. Hasbro uh, gave us a little look-see at a new figure that will be coming out in the Star Wars The Black Series line, six-inch figures. Uh, we are going to get our first baddest mother effer ever <laughs> to live in the Star Wars galaxy and any other universe. Uh, we're getting our very own six-inch Mace Windu. It'll be out in spring of 2019. Mr. Stevie, let's just go ahead and give it to him. This figure is oh so, so minty, minty fresh. We haven't even seen it. We're just looking at photos. The photorealistic, oh it's there. It's great. It's awesome. But we just got done talking about Halloween costumes yep. and dressing up and Cisco's not really, really into cosplaying. Um, that brings us to uh, this week we're going to do a little community spotlight. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you haven't been paying attention, StarWars.com and their YouTube have launched a new original web series. Uh, I believe it's called Our Star Wars Stories. It's hosted by the toy hunter himself, Jordan Hembro. Um, it's produced by our good friend Matt Martin, which if you haven't watched our breakfast special at Denny's with Matt Martin. What are you waiting for? Get on that one, because <laughs> that's probably the best we've ever done. Uh, anyways, it's a really cool series where they follow a different, they spotlight a different fan and their fandom. And this week, why don't you tell the guests a little bit about who it is, and then we'll go into the community spotlight. So they, spot, they spotlighted uh, our friends, the Pirellis family from Anaheim, um, Sal and Liz and their children. And uh, I got to say, I was very much touched by this cisco texted us and was just like i might be sweating out of my eyeballs <laughs> not my eye but for sure was so yeah i think we should talk about it and so we'll take this to community, community spotlight. spotlight all right guys we are back we have not done a community spotlight in a very very long time uh it's actually kind of funny because we're technically doing a community spotlight of a community spotlight. Now, if you haven't already been watching, go to StarWars.com, go to their YouTube channel, watch their new web show called Our Star Wars Stories. They profile Star Wars fans and their fandom from all over the galaxy, and there's all kinds of different ones. Uh, this week, they are, well, technically it'll be last week, they profile the family that uh, are friends of ours in our Star Wars community here in Southern California, uh, the Pirellis family out of Anaheim, California. Um, did I pronounce that correctly? Yep. Thank you. Um, it is none other than Sal, his wife Liz, their daughter Lizzie, and their son Axel. They all play collectively Kanan, Hera, uh, Sabine, mm -hmm. and Ezra from the animated series Rebels. Now, we got the opportunity to meet the Pirellis family uh, a little over a year ago when we did our first sort of uh, art show collaboration mm -hmm. thing with the Perky Nerd comic book shop in Burbank, California. The Prellis family showed up. We did a big rebel art show with the Perky Nerd. We had our Hera and our 
our Vader, our not snips and, and, and whatnot pin set. Uh, and that was our first encounter with them. We've seen them at countless events. They're always on making Star Wars podcasts. They're always on, Sal's always on the Steel Wars show. Um, and they're just, they're a great family. So and nice, yeah. this week they were, they, they got the spotlight out on StarWars.com and the our Star Wars stories. And Cisco hit us up and was like, guys, <laughs> I'm shedding tears over here. You really... You really connected with, with the Prellis family. I did, I did, you know, and I, I, uh, I think there's, there's just something really special about their connection, and um, I felt a connection to them personally because my story with Star Wars and my wife is very similar to Sal and Liz, Liz's uh, connection. Um, my wife was not into Star Wars at all when, she, when her and I first started dating. She had never seen Star Wars, had never been exposed to it. Um, but because she knew that I was into it, she... Knocked my water over, sorry for the interruption. So rude of me. Um, because she knew how much I loved it. She took it upon herself to... She was living in Virginia at the time. Uh, she took it upon herself to rent the movies, watch them one at a time. And she has since become a fan and our family is a Star Wars family for sure. Um, and the, the story with Liz and... Sal and how they met and how she became a fan of Star Wars is pretty similar. You know, she came from Puerto Vallarta and, you know, he was here and she, same thing. She just wasn't exposed to Star Wars. She actually said that she learned a lot of English based off of yes. watching Star Wars. Yes, yes. And my favorite thing was that she had her, her R2 and she thought it was a trash can. Yeah, I mean, I love that. That, that was, was so good. Oh, and we should, I'll reiterate again. If you haven't watched this already, go watch it. Yeah, we'll because... put a link to it in the, in the show notes. Um, one of the things that I thought was really touching was um, Liz's daughter, Lizzie, mm -hmm. um, is, uh, Sal's not her biological uh, father, um, but Sal had, you know, had this new, you know, young child in his life and didn't know, any, he, I thought it was really cool. He was like, I had like hor horror movies. Yeah. Star Wars movies. Kung adult, Fu. Kung Fu <laughs> yeah, and yeah. action films. And he was just like, I didn't have any kids films. And so I, I, I needed to figure out something that I could maybe show her and, and connect. And, yeah. and I thought it was really touching how he talked about connecting uh, with his stepdaughter. For sure. Uh, Lizzie. And then I thought it was, I was like, whoa, you know, if I have a kid, uh, a newborn baby. Well, he talks about how when uh, Axel was born, the moment he opened his eyes, he, he, he opened them to watching Return of the Jedi. Yes. And I don't know that it, if I have a kid, <laughs> that m my wife Amber is going to let me pop in. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I can you know say what this. I mean. Like that would be really kind of scary. Yeah, I would yeah. think. I will say this. You know, I have a, my daughter's two and a half now. Um, I haven't shown her any of the movies yet, and that's purposely done because I want her to try and get the maximum amount of enjoyment and sort of surprise from them, sort of like I did with growing yeah. up watching them. Have you shown a lot of Forces of Destiny or no, anything? no, no? And any and honestly, like she's that? just kind of like she she's, has the stuff that she's sort of into right now, okay. and it's not that. Yeah. So she's very like she gets focused on something and that's that's her thing. So it's not that right now. But, not not to get off topic, but mm -hmm. this is sort of in in the realm of things with with showing Star Wars to your kids. Um, how do you think you're? What order you think you're going to show her and introduce her? Are you going to go four, five, six? You're going to go the way you saw it, four, yeah. five, six, and then the prequels and then the sequel trilogy. Four, five, six. Maybe the prequels. I maybe I don't know. Definitely seven and eight and nine, probably, you know, but, um, yeah, right now for me personally, I'm going, I'm going to show them the way that they were released. I don't know if I'd even do that, to be honest with you. I think I might, 
If she expresses interest and wants to watch the prequels, I'll show them to her. But if she doesn't, I'll skip them. See, I don't want to introduce a... <laughs> even though maybe I might have a little bit of a, uh, a bias against some of the prequels and whatnot, I kind of want to... I, I think it would be interesting um, to show them to my future child in a way that... Uh, they the way they were released so that I can sort of relive that experience uh -huh. and also sort of see their takeaway from going from Luke's hero journey, then going back and seeing Anakin's rise and fall, mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, going there and see if they have similar reactions and have these sort of... Sure. These, I guess I'm looking to That's have fair. these crazy adult discussions with my future child <laughs> about Star Wars yeah, that yeah. I'm already like planning <laughs> out, and yeah, I guess we're already doomed. Um, but that's not the point. Um, one of the really cool things about Saul, uh, and Liz and Lizzie and Axel is, um, you know, they show up at celebration, mm -hmm. they show up all the way, but most of all, um, their charity work, their charity work, yeah, uh, primarily with the Make a Wish Foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, they go and they visit um, children mm -hmm. in the hospital who need some cheering up, who just want to, you know, yeah. meet some Star Wars characters. They do some saber fighting. They do some saber fighting and like yeah. full blown, like not just like saber fighting. Oh no! Like full blown, legit, legit choreography. Um, everything time to the music. Yeah, uh, it's pretty incredible. What I was really impressed by Lizzie. I think it, it, when it, when she started talking about that, like the confidence that you could tell that she got from cosplaying as Sabine, and then also uh, her training with the Jedi. I, I don't. I forget what it is, but the, the I lightsaber forget the, the particular or guild or the academy that they're with. On top of that, yeah. they all have their own podcasts. Yeah. Oh yeah, they all do. They yeah, all have their own great... podcasts. Like they're all just podcasting away about different Star Wars yes. topics. Yeah. Like these kids, the are... confidence that you can tell they've gained from, obviously from their parents have given them yes. the the sort of capacity to be able to do this. But you know they found a, their community in Star Wars, and it's been fostered in them. And the, and I think it's just fa it's just a fantastic story. But like, how it. cool is it that they actually get to share it with their parents, and yep. it's not this thing that like at least it didn't come off that way. And when we've seen them out and about at the conventions and stuff. It doesn't seem like mom and dad are forcing these kids to dress up as Star Wars. Like, they yeah. legitimately love Star Wars. They have their own little, you know, area of Star Wars that they love. And they celebrate it. And, like, it's a very beautiful thing. So, please yeah. go check out the Prelis family. Please do, yes. On the StarWars.com show, Our Star Wars Story. Now, speaking of charity work, we've got one other quick little thing that I would like to spotlight in our community spotlight this week. Um, for those of you that don't know... Uh, last year, there was a sort of toy drive uh, charity event that was um, organized in Southern California last year called the Kessel Toy Run. These guys basically got, I can't even tell you, like an insane amount of star packaged Star Wars toys um, donated to them to um, give to children between the ages of 1 and 12 that are in children's hospitals that are too sick to celebrate the holidays with their families. And all these toys went to these kids and their brothers and sisters. Well, that time of year, you know, think Halloween is now behind us. We're looking at Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving, we're looking, what's Thanksgiving? It's Christmas time. <laughs> and then we're looking at the holiday season and they're at it again. So forgive me, I'm gonna pick up this phone here. I'm gonna read some stuff here. So the Kessel Toy Run has begun. Uh, it's running between October 15th and December 20th. This is called the Kessel Toy Run Episode 2. Uh, 
Uh, it is being sponsored by uh, a couple of our podcast friends. We've got the Making Star Wars Network. We've got Rebel Girl, Steel Wars, uh, the Blue Harvest Pod, and the Rogue One uh, podcast. If you guys would like to participate and donate some toys to the Kessel Toy Run, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put uh, some information in the show notes. But it's really easy, guys. You just go on Amazon and you just look for the Kessel Toy Run at gmail.com in the wish lists. And you can look at all the different things and you can buy them. Um, and there's an address that you can have them shipped to. Uh, it's all packaged Star Wars toys for kids between the ages of 1 and 12 uh, for them and their family. It's a really great cause. Um, it's going to be, basically, it's going to benefit children that are at the Ronald McDonald House in Long Beach, the Children's Hospital of Orange County, and the Emergency Department of Memorial Care Miller Children's and Women Hospital of Long Beach. Uh, guys... Let's do some good. Let's spread some good out there in the war world. Yeah. We're going to be donating some toys. For sure. Uh, this isn't the last that you're going to hear us spotlight the Kessel Toy Run episode two uh, on the show. But Halloween's behind us. We're gearing up into Thanksgiving and into the holidays. And we want to make sure that this year is just as epic, if not more, than last year. So check out the show notes. Send some toys to the Kessel Toy Run. Pros family, go watch them. They're an inspiration they are what Star Wars fan, uh, the Star Wars fan community is all about. They, to re its they core. really are. Yeah. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it for this week. Cisco, you did an Crush excellent it. job. Thank <laughs> you for sitting here and being patient while I just rambled and rambled no, and rambled a bunch my of nonsense. To fill um, this seat. Hey, buddy, you filled it quite nicely. Ah, uh, well. It thank was great you. having you here in front of the camera. It's always my pleasure. It's just as much a pleasure when you're back there, but it's nice to have you mic'd up so we can actually hear what you're saying. <laughs> so, Instead with that being said, guys, thank you so much. Thanks for supporting the show. And as always, may the Force be with you. Thanks for checking out the show. And if you liked what you saw, remember to hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us over on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. If you guys want to support the show, you can check out our merchandise shop. Every order that we sell goes right back into helping us make this show. And remember, tell your friends. May the force be with you.